and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm sitting here with my mum, Lenny. Say hi. Hi. Mum. Yes, darling. This guest actually is a fan of this podcast. You're kidding me. No, thanks to Greg James. Dearest Greg, let me know after he had her on his morning breakfast show at Radio 1. And uh, he said, you know, Amelia Clark is a, a massive fan of the podcast. And I said, I, I don't believe it. Was like, she a bit jealous that Greg had been on with I don't Bella? Know. I don't know. You can ask her that in a minute. Okay. So I slid into the DMs. I don't do it that often. What's DMs? Do you... Direct message. Oh, I thought you meant Dot Martins. <laughs> no. <laughs> what would I, I be you doing? slid into your Dot Martins. Anyway, I slid into Amelia Clark's DMs and I said, listen, I hear you're a fan. Would you like to come on? She jumped at the chance. I'm sure, darling. And she actually requested a dish. The chicken soup. The chicken soup. The chicken soup. The chicken soup. However, old Amelia has a few dietary requirements. However, she's willing to forego her gluten intolerance for a matzo ball. Well, I'm not surprised. So who knows? My matzo balls have never killed anyone yet. <laughs> so let's see if we can get most of the interview out of the way before death by Lenny's matzo ball. Um, no, I'm so excited to have a Jesse. I don't dare tell her I've never watched Game of Thrones ever. So which well, part, I've watched all of it. What which part does she play? She was Daenerys, Daenerys. mother of dragons. And did she, did she have a, a blonde wig? Yeah, and she okay. looked amazing. She's very beautiful. She had like three dragons. Yeah. She's amazing. Why does she have three dragons? Because she's the mother of dragons, mum. Oh, okay. But she's much more than just the mother of dragons. She, is she is in a Christmas film this year. <gasps> I can't wait to see it. I know, me neither. Last Christmas. But, um, it's got George Michael music. She just seems like, from what I've seen in interviews, I would love to get to know her. I think my husband's pretty happy that Daenerys is in, in the building. I'm all really excited. What have you cooked then? So I made chicken soup with matzo balls, as requested. In the book. And I had a matzo ball catastrophe. Why? Put too much baking powder in my matzo balls and they all kind of virtually exploded. It was an oversight, but I rectified it within 10 minutes. Does Um, that mean that there's less matzo balls for us to eat now? No, because I made a whole new batch. Oh, thank God. And then we've got monkfish skewers, skewered on rosemary branches. Mm or rosemary twigs, and we've got broccoli with a kind of anchovy dressing emulsion. Like tender stem broccoli. Tender stem broccoli with that. And then we've got your salt and vinegar potatoes. Yeah, actually, I need to go and check on them. And you last night made a dairy-free chocolate cake. Yeah, so this is a fully gluten-free meal, apart from the balls. balls. So that's, yeah. And um, dairy-free meal. It's not gluten-free, darling. The chocolate cake's got flour in. Oh, shit. Why did we make that cake for her? I don't know. Because <laughs> if she's going to have a matzo ball, she's not celiac disease, darling. Oh, my God, Mum, why did we make this cake? I don't know. She can't have any, can she? <laughs> she can have a few raspberries. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and ice cream. Mum. It's a really why. good cake, though, also in the book. Basically, we've made a whole... You're going to find this quite a lot on the podcast. We're going to be making quite a lot from the cookbook. Um, so, yeah, all just of these. Just to excite you. Just to tantalise those taste buds. We um, are at the end of this series, series eight. This is our last one before Christmas. This is our Christmas cracker. And she really is. She f- bloody well is. We are going to take a short break over Christmas 
and New Year, just so we can stop talking to each other for a bit. Yeah. We will be back in the new year, but we would love to hear from you to hear what you're doing for Christmas dinner, whether we can get any tips for next year. Um, email us at hello at tablemannerspodcast.com. My daughter is trying to touch the microphone. Can you say happy Christmas to everybody listening to the podcast? Happy Christmas. There you go. Happy Christmas. Well, I hope everyone has a lovely Christmas. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to us and we hope that you have a lovely Christmas. And making it such a fabulous podcast. Yeah, we are very lucky that yeah. you listen. If you're missing us and you're new um, listeners, then you can listen to some of our old episodes because we have, what, about over 60 now um, to listen to? So there you go. You're sorted for the Christmas period. So excited to have this guest, the Christmas cracker that she is, Amelia Clark, coming up on Table Manners. The stunning Amelia Clark has just walked through the door with like a <laughs> huge amount of gifts. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to, the, they're fun. Like the one of them, they're Christmas themed. Wow. Oh, what is it? Oh, is it a bauble? Yeah, but it's filled oh! with Christmas chocolates. So oh you've got God. one of them each That's for like. amazing. Because I figured you. like babies might be well into being oh my like, God, oh my God, what? What? No, these are amazing. These are the, they, I just these, thought they were so cool. They're like they're like um they're biscuits um kind of like a bourbon um and jammy dodgers but all, they're not are they chocolate? They're all chocolate. Fuck so they're sake. chocolate in the shape of That's like amazing. your like jammy dodgers. It's so oh your my God. It's like you knew my daughter said just before you came, I want chocolate. Amazing. These are amazing. Thanks so oh, much. No worries. I loved it. It was like my most joyous thing. I was trying to work Thank out. I was like, what am I going to get you guys? Got my Christmas things. When do you so have time generous. to go shopping? Yeah. Oh, please. That's very close to me. So, and they were like, you're, <laughs> they literally called me a regular today. I was like, oh no. <laughs> are you a chocolate? I, I, yeah. Like it's, it's like a need. Someone once told me that if you crave chocolate, like dark chocolate, mm. which is what I like genuinely trained myself to like because when yeah. I was snap do you know what I mean you're like yeah, yeah white chocolate all day yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. Milky, milk. milky bar but yeah. then milk chocolate. yeah yeah milky bar um, but then when I started getting into dark chocolate someone told me that when you crave it it's your craving oxygen Oh, I heard it was magnesium or something. There's like some genuine because you know you get those cravings, especially for dark, where you're was, like, it's like a pregnancy. I thought pregnancy. it was I when you had it. when you had your period that oh, you, the iron or iron. Yeah, in it, yeah, there's all that good stuff in it. So yeah, so yeah, I get well into that and kind of try and enjoy it. So you've like brought over chocolates. You're chocoholic. Yes. Are you sick? to death of Christmas yeah so we shot it last year last Around year Christmas. At, at Christmas so we shot it all before Christmas then we took two weeks off to have our own Christmases mm. and then carried on um and it was kind of it worked out sort of well because we were filming it at Christmas and we we're filming it in London where it's all Christmassy anyway and you're just like amazing all it did is make all of our own Christmases the most exhausting things you've ever like because we're all like this isn't the movie where are the fairy lights on crack like what's it okay yeah he's okay gorgeous. perfect yes yeah he's cute oh, like Is Adonis. He, now was he in crazy Ri yeah, yeah crazy, rich, crazy Asians. rich Asians good yeah. kisser yes genuinely yes he's so okay, good looking yeah oh, no because there are some where you're like oh, oh god uh but no he was just brilliant. brilliant. Did you get do you yeah. get lost in the moment for a second? Yeah, especially when it's a really romantic scene. But the thing about me and Hen was that like I don't I don't know, there was we were so we were so like friends and professional that it like there was nothing 
like, and I mean this with such sincerity, there was nothing, it was just like a lovely kiss. Like there wasn't, do you know what I mean? You're like, it was, it, it was sexy. like a movie. Like, okay, fine. Yeah, and it wasn't meant to be. So fine. I think all of that kind of played into it. Oh my God, I need to see the fucking film now. I'm done. I think you'll so really anymore. like it. A rom-com is my favourite type oh. of film, especially a Christmas rom-com. Well, and it's a very, very, very British rom-com in that it's like more than a rom-com. And it's got you George kind Michael of get music. More, and it's got George Michael yeah. music all over the shop. And then there's an his unreleased one that he that he made right before he died, and it's rolling on the credits. Oh wow! So it's kind of amazing that Paul in all the screenings was like, "Stay for the credits," and I'm like, "Stop telling everyone what to do." <laughs> like if they want to stay, they can just like. Oh, I, I, to the I was I heard you on Craig, um, Craig David on Greg Je- sorry Greg, <laughs> Greg James's. Um, breakfast show like you were yeah. doing a couple of stints on it weren't you or not maybe yeah. you were just doing one but he told me that you like the podcast that's the reason yes. yeah, that's yeah, the reason yeah. you're here so yeah. thanks Greg thanks but, Greg but yeah you were doing like tr- I don't know what this game is that he does but you were like honestly you hate the Pogues song it, oh, Fairy Tale of Christmas it's really bad Fairy yeah. Tale of New York is so, it yeah it's just one of those songs that just makes me sad every time of all the Christmas songs you've got so many amazing options and then there's, and then with that one, I just, I just, you're like, come on, we no, can but, like sing a proper But I feel like maybe you should go to one of the Pogues Brixton Academy um, uh, Christmas shows just to oh. really solidify whether you love it or hate it. Very good. That is so drunk and so yes. Irish yes. and kind of, kind of brilliant, but like. Like I, I love an I like we shot in Belfast for 10 years. I love oh, an yeah, Irish. Course. Sing song in the pub, get it down your neck, all that. So I love it. I absolutely love it. But it's just so I don't know. So you lived in Belfast lived when you were doing yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I dad. mean, we were there for like the, for for however long we had to be there. And on the last couple of seasons, we were there for basically like ten. Did months, you understand the accent? Oh, how about you? Hey, yeah. yeah, my yeah, dad was yeah. from there. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I thought it's everyone, well trendy. Everyone it's said trendy. modern and patron. Yeah. And film. Do they yeah. still say film? Film. Film. Okay, yeah. Film. Yeah, but people don't, do they? Yeah. So <laughs> I've got like a lot of um, connections to you, which okay. I feel like I Very need to exciting. spell out. Okay. Yes. Um, does the name, this will be slightly embarrassing if it doesn't, does the captain, do you know the captain? The captain. Okay, Dave Morgan. Right. One of the yes, cameraman. yes, yes, so yes. So the captain is my, my best My brother friend. will be like, yes, the captain. Well, your yeah. brother worked on yes, Game of Thrones Yes, yeah, my brother well. worked on Game of Thrones. He's in the camera department. Yeah, yeah was yeah, he yeah. on the last series? He was on the last yes. series. And we lived together when we were filming. Do you get on well? We do. We do. I mean, we we hadn't lived together for a very long time because we both went to boarding school, like in that amount of time when by the time we started living together in Belfast... And so there were a few like, Ben, seriously, I need you to like screw that jar back on that jam and I need you to pop it in the cupboard, like do it for, and then, and then like he had to wash up only his stuff and not. Oh wow. Do you know what I mean? But it was the most magic thing in the world coming back home and having Ben Mm, there. mm. Like every once in a while I'd be in the bath and the door would be closed and we'd just be having, he'd get in after a night out or whatever and then we'd be having a chat and be like, how was your day? It was just lovely. We get on really well. Is he older or younger? He's older. He's like. I think they they would you'd call us Irish twins, isn't that what they? So he's like a year within and a, a half. Year. Yeah, or not 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 quite oh, two within under a year. Two, two yeah, it. two under two. Yeah, exactly. So that's Ben and I. So we're really we're really close. So um, growing up, yes, it was you and Ben, me and Ben, and yeah. then and your parents and like who was cooking? My dad. And your my mum passed away. Oh, my dad's passed yeah, away. I'm yeah, so, so food is like 
the, my when I think about my childhood and I think about my family, it's just food. It's really? just like that was how my dad expressed love. Obviously, loved yeah, us. Yeah, and of he course. Expressed yeah, that yeah. in every really other way. But um, my mum does three things and she does them very well come on she hasn't done the chocolate mousse in a very long time but she makes a mean chocolate mousse because she just would inhale like a if you gave her a slab of dairy milk the size of the table oh, it'd be probably okay. gone in about Got four it. bites like she's she's a chocoholic um and then she would do lamb chops and salad like in a bag kind of woman it yeah, she lamb just chops. lamb chops and salad in a bag love it my mum loves a good lamb chop so <laughs> she would do she would do that and so we would do that and salad in a bag and then to the point where it was so infamous that like my dad was the only one who did the cooking in the village that we now live in where we're, we're all really really close um, do you all live in when the same I was, village no 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 as in oh, our village where we it. live is like okay. a proper community and um when i was in hospital our neighbors our amazing neighbors came to the hospital with lamb chops and salad in a bag. Oh, lamb chops and salad. Do you know what oh, I mean? Because it was just like, oh, yeah, our family's kind of. But my dad would cook as kids, you know, the smell of like dough. He would make us homemade pizzas oh, wow. with like wholemeal dough. And then he'd make us chicken curries and he'd make us. But all of it, now I know, was like with a superior palate. Do you know what I mean? Like none of it was bland. So when I was a kid, I didn't know how to say spicy. So we used to call it minty. Uh, so my dad would be like, it's a bit minty. But so I'd, it would be me with a with a vat of yogurt. With pretty much anything that. he'd cook. Yeah, because he oh, loved chili. Amazing. My brother loved chili. Amazing. Yeah, so we, um, spag, his spag bowls always had like chili. kidneys in. <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Like he really went oh, there. Wow. Some people but put chicken livers such, in, don't they? Chicken livers. Yeah. I don't mean kidney, I mean chicken, chicken livers. Chicken livers in. Which I'd always yeah, try and navigate around. Yeah. Yeah, which I just... Oh, wow. Like yeah. proper food. Proper food foodie. But then he'd also make a club sandwich that oh. was like the greatest thing you'd ever eaten. Like he just would make the most simple food superior. What what did he put in his club? Was it everything just that's in a club everything, sandwich? Everything, but like he'd get like the best bread and then it'd be toasted to perfection and then he'd have the best mayonnaise and then he'd have like oh your iceberg God. lettuce and your smoky thick cut bacon mm. and then he'd marinate that chicken in like white wine and garlic. No, he would And like grill it like that and flat iron it himself, like pound it out. He's there butchering in the kitchen all the time. Pound it out and then have the next layer of bread and then there'd be your fresh tomatoes and your, like it's just a re- all of the stuff's just regular but you oh just like God. pimped it basically all of the food that we would eat what what did he do as a job he was a sound designer for the oh, theater but he started life as a well he started life as an art student and then as a roadie in a band and like was just tried every drug under the planet and like was a massive hippie and then found his way into sound and then was a resident at the national for ages for like Amazing. 14 years did musicals toured around the world like and yeah what did your mum work yeah yeah my mum's my mum is a, i'm gonna put it really basically because i still don't quite get it um a businesswoman and always has been so she was my dad was this like freewheeling free-loving creative, creative hippie and my mum was so if you imagine like when they met and then my mum was like the 70s glamazon with her red Revlon nails oh, and her mm. red lips and her like perm. So where was he getting all his influences from? Or- so he literally, food is such a big part. Like you could try, I could tell you all my parents' stories from like when they first tried garlic, when they first, oh, like wow. what their best meal was, that it's kind of full thing. full of nostalgia then. Yeah. Like, okay. like my dad was always into food as a kid. He was from Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. <laughs> and, um, and his mum was like, you know, she cooked, but it was never full of like massive amounts of flavour, but he got lovely food. 
And then for his, I can't remember what birthday it must have been, but he was young. I think he was like under 10. They're like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he was like, I want to go to this restaurant. They're like, right then, we'll go to this restaurant. And that's where he tried, Really, I think that's the first time we went, he tried garlic. And then they were well off enough to go to, to go on holidays. And so he went to Spain or to France. And that was when he tried different spices and different flavors and just blew his mind and from then on no matter how poor he was no matter how little money he had because he went through most of his life with like not two pennies to put together he would get his tin of sardines and his thing of rice and do whatever he could to like make it into like oh i love him yeah he sounds amazing and he'd how, try how, food from all over the world how, he he passed away yeah, yeah. three years ago yeah I'm yeah, so yeah sorry but i'd be speaking about him and his food love with with just the same amount of vigor as i would if he was still here are you a good cook? I can be a good cook. Like if you give me an Ottolenghi cookbook, yeah. I'll go mad. Yeah. Like me and my brother did all the Christmas cooking <laughs> last what, Christmas. What, what was, okay, what was on the menu? So we did a turkey, which hilariously was the only thing that didn't work. And then we did, we had like 24 people around and we did, um, I think we did like 15 different sides. Oh, wow, okay. So we just essentially got Ottolenghi and um, Jelena's cookbook. Oh, yeah, yeah. love Jelena. Did you do a roasted sprout? Yes, Yes. we did a roasted sprout. We did that kale and we did, I can't remember what else we did, but we did loads and loads. And people just basically ignored the turkey, which was half cooked. What happened to the, oh, it was half cooked. It was a new oven. And we just didn't quite, and we sort of weren't paying attention to it, but it was this whopping great big turkey. bloody hell. And then like... And because also my brother's a vegetarian, so we sort of needed to, maybe that's why he didn't really. Oh yeah, sabotage. Yeah, exactly. Sabotage the turkey. What are you doing this Christmas? I'm taking mum to India. <gasps> my mum wow. and my brother to India for wow. two weeks. And yeah. Because it's my mum's 70th in January. Fantastic. So she didn't want to party, so I was like, oh, I'm going to surprise her with that. That's amazing. And, yeah. and you are part Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my granny was half Indian. And so we've, as a family, I went when I was 16 and scattered her ashes after she died in like backpacked around northern India and did that. My mum and my dad have been to India. My mum used to work in India. My brother's never been, but we've never been as a family. So I wanted to plan this like pilgrimage sort of thing. Um, and then we've got really, really good friends who were there. So on actual Christmas Day, I think we're spending it with like 40 people, like oh, wow. in an Indian house with Amazing. like all, and, all, and I'm just so excited. It's going to be really good. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Christmas. Cheers. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. What a pleasure to meet you. Honestly, Likewise. I mean, I've been watching you on screen for how many years how many years was it seven eight well so it was eight seasons but ten years I mean it's been a while god that champagne I love champagne me too that is good makes me happy that's exactly it (laughs) I could be in any pub anywhere and be like don't care what kind it is babe just bring it over yeah gives you bad breath though does it? I, I feel don't like it does. No, I feel like it does. I don't think I so. I always feel, uh, maybe it's Prosecco that gives bad breath. Um, I don't know, but I always feel like champagne breath is not the one. Oh, yeah. I think it's all right. Maybe like the better it is, the less, the less bad, bad breath, breath you, you get. get. Less halitosis, yeah. New, adver- new advertising for fancy <laughs> champagne. <laughs> it doesn't give you bad I breath. I think this tastes lovely. So, yeah. so on your request, you asked for chicken soup. I did. So we, I hear about it so much and I love it. chicken soup. And that is the one, my dad would make chicken stock all the time, which now we call bone broth. Yeah. But like yeah. back before it was just chicken stock. You don't stock. have to have the matzo ball if you don't want oh, it. But, but you can have the, the matzo thing ball. That will, Do you know what I mean? I've never actually will, you've got to have, have a matzo ball. Oh uh, yeah. Is it going to make you 
have to go to the loo if you have the mats ball. Not today. Fine, perfect. Are you actually gluten intolerant? It's one of those things, right? Gluten, this, this is the fine print they don't tell you. When you go through all of your varying things of like, oh, this is good for you, I'm going to do exactly what the paper tells me to do and I'm not going to do it. Um, you become less... You become when you when you take out gluten for a significant amount of time, popping it back in, pain. The dairy thing is real, that's, yeah. But Told for you. real, if you because I don't, I'm Jessie, sure I'm not. That's why you gluten. shouldn't take out gluten. But yeah, no. I, I mean, my mum is very uh, when I've I've attempted it and mm. actually felt much better for it. And yeah, then, no, you do, and you absolutely do. So maybe it's just that before I took out the gluten, I wasn't aware of the fact that I was bloated all the time. How much gluten like, did you eat? Not that much. Dad, I mean, dad's as much pizza. as the next person. Yeah. But I mean, but what do you do about bread now? Because I love bread so much. I you're not fussed about gluten free. Gluten free bread is shit. Yes, it's it's bad. If I'm going to eat bread, I'm going to eat bread. Go out with a bang. Hells yeah. If I'm going to do it, there is no point in like. I found there was one gluten free bread that I found in America that basically just tasted like sugar, and I loved it because it was squidgy and it it tasted like banana bread. Jessie, yeah, she's a super foodie. Yeah, I'm super food. Yeah. I really am. I'm I really kind like of a bit anxious really now. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Mum, no. your chicken soup. Don't worry. I it haven't can never had a cooked. Okay. I haven't had a home cooked meal, and I cannot tell you how long. Have really? you been so, so for real? So much yeah, I've not been able stuff. to go home because my mum, since my dad died, has like made it her mission. God love her to be good at cooking. So she's always like, no, 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 no. I've got to cook for you. Got to cook for you. And she gets really like, I must be really good at cooking. And it's genuinely got so much better. But I just don't cook for myself. And I don't know whether it's like I'm greedy for my dad Not even or whatever chops. it is. No, I mean, I don't eat really, I eat, don't red, eat meat red meat really, yeah. really, really rarely. Because I'm trying to oh, do my so, bit. But that's so sad that now no, it feels slightly bittersweet for yeah. you to cook. Yeah, there's something in it. But like, if I'm cooking for other people, mm. let me at it. Like, I love it. I mm. absolutely love it. And I get, I turn into my dad in the kitchen, yeah. which is just like a little bit testy. I'm <laughs> just a little bit, I get a little bit stressed. But so I love was, the preparation of it and all of so it. So th- th- you've always eaten really well throughout always your life. Always eaten. Yeah, my and dad really screwed on. us in that sense. Because yeah. I never craved, if my mum listens to this, she'd be like, yes, you did. <laughs> we, my, we never had... Um, Rubbish food. Yeah, we didn't. Like when I was a kid kid, we'd have like a packet of crisps after swimming or whatever. And we used to have those, um, oh my God, the golden syrup bars and the Jamaican ginger. ginger oh yeah, ginger oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember like after swimming and all that. But um, but overall, we would always. I was I was twenty four before I realised that people didn't always sit down to eat a meal together. Like I literally, it was just so much like breathing. Like, what, that's what did you're gonna you do. What did you eat at boarding school? Oh god, boarding school food. Was it yeah. terrible? Yeah, but kind of good, terrible. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> all right, okay. Say, like, it was it good. was it like kind of custard oh, and just biscuits. custard, please. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, 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 and yeah, did yeah. they do the chocolate custard? They did the chocolate. Yeah, I custard love the chocolate. The best thing in the yeah just custard uh no yeah you just get like school dinners but like there were there were to, to my palate now there's something so comforting about like salty bland thin cut beef with like a bit of slightly lumpy gravy with your boiled potatoes and your boiled carrots there's something so, about it where you're like do you know what that's just do you like memories. plain food then i genuinely don't eat plain food Oh. At all. Do you bring your own l- yeah, lunch? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't trust it. Mainly because in recent years, if I'm on a plane, for the amount of time that you'd need to eat a meal on it, I'm. Um, someone taught me once that if you want to conquer jet lag, don't eat on the flight, which is sometimes really, obviously really hard. So like you'd have some nuts or you'd have like whatever. And I'm going to sound like I've got a fucking eating disorder, which I don't. But <laughs> it's, 
if you try to not eat a big meal at least yeah. on the plane, your jet lag is helped when you land because your stomach that's gets That's where a, we're going wrong. We're having the wine and the like, I have everything. I but, then that's, but when I'm on the, the plane, I'm going to work. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. tell me about it. Every time I sit down, I'm like, yes, yeah, so I will start with the champagne yeah. and then I'm just on water. Thank you very much. Yeah, I guess you need to be like on it as soon as As you... soon as I land, sometimes I go straight into a thing. Oh. And if I'm there with like a with like a big bloated full belly and oh, like feeling hey. a little bit warm. Amelia, do you get recognised wherever you go? Yeah. Is it boring? It's just sometimes it can be frustrating for the people that you're with and you're like let's say like this happens to me so many times if I'm walking with like a girlfriend let's say we're having a proper gossip we're having a catch-up we're like having like a heart-to-heart of some kind we're getting into it um and then someone comes up and is like please he's gonna have a photo and you're sort of in the middle of like someone's crying or we're getting into it or and then you're like oh I shouldn't be saying things so loud and then the friend that you're with feels really awkward and then it turns into a weird thing and then you're like sorry to you and sorry to you but I don't quite know how to navigate what this is so recently, since, and I think it is actually probably since after my dad died, because um, I went through three years of genuinely having seven days off, like in three solid years. Oh, God. Because I was doing, I did Game of Thrones season seven, which lasted like 11 months when I had about seven days and went into Star Wars, which then Star extended. Wars. So we were only meant to shoot six months and then it turned into a year. Star Wars come out, yeah. That was been been and gone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next ones, I did Star Wars, um, the Han Solo story. Okay, I haven't seen it. Um, it's very all but good. Donald Glover was it? But yes. He was yeah. the most And we hit, we got him right before, love, yeah. Before what? Before kind of everything. the like mega, mega, mega rise of Donald. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so in that time I was like, it's just so, I can't begin to describe how tired I was because then I went into that and then went into Star Wars and then went straight into Game of Thrones and we did that for a year and then we finished and then like I was just knackered and that was at a time when people were stopping me quite a lot. So I was genuinely walking through an airport like and I just suddenly started having oh. what I can only believe to be a panic attack brought on by like complete exhaustion. And was just on, on the phone own? to my yeah, I was on my own. And I was on the phone to my mum because I called her and I was like, I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I don't know what's going on. She was That's like, horrible. take a sit down. You're all good. You're it's all horrible. good. And then I'm there, and then the tears are coming oh. out, and, it, and I'm crying, and I'm crying, and I'm crying down to try and not be like, I'm sitting on this seat in the gate, and this guy's like, can I get a selfie? Can oh I get a selfie? And I was God. like, I can't breathe. I'm really sorry. Just having a minute. Can I just? And oh, then like, it, so it was after a few moments like that where you're just like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. So I started to say, I'm not going to take a photo, but I will sign something. Because then as soon as you sign something, you have to have an interaction with that person. As opposed to someone just going, oh, he gives a selfie and then goodbye. It turns into right, what's your name? Who am I making it out to? And then you have a little chat and then, then you're actually having like a truthful human to human thing as opposed to it being this other thing which probably isn't nice for them and it probably isn't nice for you. But I wonder because like you've got such a reputation of being like a lovely person too. <laughs> but it's true, like you're like the hot one <laughs> but also the loveliest person. And oh, so, thanks. but that thing of people feeling like they can approach you because you are well, you you appear approachable and therefore you being able to just be like guys you know what I'm I'm not having a great day do you mind I feel this shit there's just a few moments because when you're in like a big public space you're kind of you've got to get from A to B mm. and normally you're kind of in a bit of a and when you're I mean I don't know if this is bad to say but when you're like a little girl mm. 
and you sort of get physically grabbed, your gut instinct is like, danger. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then it's just someone going, can I have a selfie? Yeah, but it's intrusive though, isn't it? it but doesn't... then because I like people and I like interacting with human beings, and that's the thing I miss the most about anonymity is like, I just like going into shops and like having a chat. Like and I just like chatting, me obviously. Too. And so when that goes, it you feel a bit, so then when someone's asking me for a selfie, I want to be able to provide for them what it is that they're after. And I feel like, I signed up for it. Like I, I knew mm. what was going on. So I've just been trying to navigate how I can do it without feeling like my soul is completely empty because they don't really want to talk to you. I know that sounds really sad. No, they but just you're want like, to be seen with you. Yeah, and then you're like, I'm a, nice to meet you. I'm the, my name is Amelia. Love to get great. Oh, so yeah. when you do like a signing thing, then you get to actually look into their eyes and have like a, do you know, have mm. like a proper human thing. Because it's a really weird thing. But when did it thing. start getting really weird? It started to get to like fever pitch around season seven when I was going through this thing of being so tired all the time. I got woken up on a plane. Do you know what I mean? I was like, <gasps> part oh, no. fast asleep, I was fast asleep against the window. Had like drool. I knew I had drool because you know when you wake up and you're like, <gasps> yeah. Um, and I was being woken up by someone shaking me awake and was like, can I get a selfie? And I was oh like, babe, God, I'm really sorry, say. but I've only got like an hour to sleep and I kind of need it. Um, like okay, Fuck and so off. there's this like. You can't say fuck off, but fuck off. That's rude. I think rude. you should say. That, that why did they not protect you? You weren't in economy, Amelia. Um, Good on God. On that particular one. No, it was an easy jet, I think. No, that was... I can't remember. Because when you're flying to Belfast and you just want to get easy. home... easy, yeah. Because I would do... We, on the last... We would wrap on, like... Hopefully, we would wrap at, like, seven on a Friday night. Yeah, And but. I would... Exactly. And I would... Literally, there was an AD on the show. It was like, I've never seen anyone rap quicker than you. Like, because I'm like, what? The hair and makeup girls want to go home. They don't want to wait around for me. So I don't want to go home. So yeah. you mean home London? Home London, yeah. yeah. So I would whip that wig off as quickly as we could do it How so that everyone that could go off for a drink. I mean, sometimes I'm literally like ripping skin off as I'm oh putting off that ball cap trying to get in the car to get on the plane. And then I would land in London at like 11 on a Friday night. And then I'd go out with my mates to the pub and stay up and like see them and then have Saturday and then Sunday morning I'd get back on a plane and go to Belfast. Oh, Jesus Christ. So those kind of flights where you're... I was just trying so hard to like still have a life of some kind yeah. when you're shooting yeah. those yeah, kind of, of things. But Which is why living with your brother is kind of amazing. Yeah, and I, but I guess, yeah, it's that juggling act and then you just kind of feel like you're not really doing anything yeah, that brilliantly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You feel apologetic to your friends, yeah. maybe like a partner. It's like... No, that's it. And then your hours, sometimes we'd be doing like, from like waking up, from, yeah, from getting in the car to getting back home in, to the flat, you'd, you, you sometimes would have done like a 14-hour day and when you're doing six day weeks, and we're doing, and you're, I'm complaining need. about a very cushy no, job. No, 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 but no, 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 I understand it. Mum, it's a 10 out of 10. Oh my God, that you is. Think, you don't think it needs some salt? No. Listeners, okay. you need to pre. I've heard this being <laughs> eaten before because I'm obsessively listening to a podcast and always going, what does it taste like? What does it taste like? It tastes like heaven. It's that is. Penicillin. got to try the matzo That is absolutely amazing. Try and at this time of year. Yeah. I absolutely will with a bit of my. Oh my God. They are. All good. day. All day <laughs> long. Just a oh. This is genuinely food for your soul. Mm. This is like, oh my god, you'd be ill just to eat this all the time. I know. Can That's we talk amazing. about? Can we talk about? Yes. Your 
double brain hemorrhage, mm. stroke, mm-hmm. aneurysm, post first season of Game of Thrones. I can't even yeah. imagine. You were how old? I was 22. I mean, uh, no, ju- no, 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 just 23. Oh God, what was I? I keep you were bloody now. young. I was 22, 23. Which one? I could genuinely keep forgetting. Someone will be like, quick maths, Amelia. Well done. Um, yeah, so I was, I was young, but I, I was um, so great. Like literally I'd seen one television camera before doing Game of Thrones. So like the build up to the first brain hemorrhage was massive because it was the first season of the show was genuinely one of the most happiest seasons I've ever we've ever done because it was everyone just being like, I don't know, I'll try it. Did you think it was going to be a big thing? This is the thing that, I mean, with such sincerity, I I was just so over the moon to have a job. <laughs> like, everyone keeps being like, but you were doing HBO, and, you know, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. I absolutely get why someone would be like, oh, did you, did you feel weird about signing up for, for that many seasons? Or, like, did you kind of, were you aware of what it was going to be? But I, I cannot stress enough how little I knew about anything. So I was just over the moon to be a part of something. And I think maybe some the back of my brain was like, oh, this is like a, a very big thing. But I've never, ever, ever wanted to, again, this is instilled from family stuff, but like I've never wanted to be reliant on success or on my job from being the thing that makes me feel value. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I would... I would always err on the side of caution. I would always be like, yeah, yeah, yeah but we don't know. Yeah. And we don't know. And we don't, and I could get fired at any point. Slightly and I get, half empty. Yeah, like, kind of kind like of... a se- Yeah, my glass is always overspilling for people, but for my own stuff right. and my own work, yeah. I'm always like, well, let's just assume it's going to be crap. Well, it's a way of protecting yourself, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. Just 100 million percent. I do not. Yes, please. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get So, 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 you wrap Game of Thrones, or had it come out by this point? No, we'd wrapped it. So you uh, having a bit of time off, first yes. kind of proper acting job. Yes. And you're like fucking, and then what happened? And I got, so yeah, then I went to, so we wrapped that at Christmas and then I went to America and did a bit of press for the show. Where could they, Amelia Clarkey. What do you have to say, Miss Amelia Clarkey? Oh Me and God, Sean Bean on a panel. Very funny. And then, um, and then I got American agents was, and then like yeah. just doing all of that kind yeah. of stuff. And then came back to my flat in um, Dalston, head spinning, not really knowing what I'm meant to be doing, but like reading exciting scripts from America and feeling like, oh my God, yeah. this, is, this is really exciting. This is really career. huge. I have yeah. a career. Um, and then was in the gym one morning and like dragged myself there, like fully, it was so tired, but was on a television show and was being an actress and yeah. was like, I'm now meant to work out. Yeah. Right, okay, right. so I'm going to do what everyone is insistent on telling me to do and I'm going to get on a treadmill. Um, and I was with, I'd got this personal trainer from the gym, so he was working me out and I was doing the plank. And no, before then, I remember I was doing, I was on like the cross trainer or whatever and just went, oh my God, I'm so tired. No, push through it, push through it, push through it. And then I'd do another thing and be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'd be like, no, 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 push through, push through, you can do it. Um, and then doing the plank and I suddenly went, oh my God, I've got the most excruciating head. I don't know what's going on. You were basically having a, a it, like, hemorrhage it, It's then. literally, it, it, I remember it really, really obviously really vividly. Um, it, it's like an elastic band just went like snap around your brain. Oh. Like that's the only way I can so describe it. So you could it, actually like, feel that sensation. Oh my God, yeah. And it was just like, boom, in a second, suddenly... You imagine your whole brain is just being shrink wrapped 
and squeezed and like and then then I started to feel incredibly ill and I like crawled to the loo it was being really I'm not going to do this while we're routine but not well um and this is all at the gym this is all at the gym and oh, the loo Jesus. and the gym and then this woman whose face I've never I, I can only all I knew was her voice popped me in the recovery position and got the ambulance to come and they didn't know what it was and they were like this is really weird because you're young you're young and like you're just tired and I kept Hungover. trying to yeah but I was when I was being ill I knew I was being brain damaged I was in that toilet stall just being like I absolutely know this is brain damage and it's not happening like it's 100% not happening this is not the way my life is gonna go I'm uh, I'm gonna be an actress I, this is like and it was just like the as strong as the pain was this like fight that was just like not not happening wiggling my fingers and toes so I was like okay what's what's brain damage brain damage is oh, you're Jesus. gonna be paralyzed okay so you're probably slipping into a coma so you probably shouldn't go to sleep so like move your fingers and toes move your fingers and toes move your legs where's your mum from what's your dad's name what are lines from the show like oh my God, what's your full thing. name like trying to keep myself a- awake literally and speak? like moving no I was kind of okay um, and um, they didn't know what it was, so they couldn't give me any drugs. And so, because so I was just there in like. Your, so what did they give you an MRI? They do an MRI scan. MRI they, it away. took them a really long time because you couldn't speak. Yeah, and it was the weirdest thing. So I've never said this before, but it was the re- it was the strangest thing. I remember really vividly being in. They'd put me in a room in A and E, like just off the main bit, and um, it was a rowdy Saturday night. And some, and I'm drifting in and out of consciousness and like still haven't had any pain medication and I got my mum my dad and my brother all in the room with me and I I just can't move my head I can't do anything and I hear what is obviously someone just I'm quite jumpy anyway but I heard what was someone obviously throwing a chair or like it started to get rowdy because it's a Saturday night and you've got a lot of like there's a lot of stuff going on and I thought it was a gunshot and apparently I bolted upright and was like lock the door and then just passed out again because I, I, there was like some weird bit of my brain that was it was like aware of danger and was like, family must be safe. And just Bloody went... Hell. Anyway, that was all very dramatic. Then the nurse um, saw... The, the nurse whose husband was a brain surgeon was like, I think you need a brain scan. I think that's what you need. And then after that, they realised what it was. And like, I got into the most Good amazing the hospital. Nurse. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It was yeah, blood. I mean, so it took a while for them to work it out. Well, I think yeah. probably because she was so young. Yeah. Mm. They you just didn't imagine. No one assumed. No yeah. one assumed that that's what it would be, and they kept. You know, to be honest, they're a bit like. Are you taking any drugs? Yeah, like, what they are you doing? Think and it's drugs with well, strokes, yeah. don't they? Yeah, exactly. In young people. In young people, yeah. And um, I was just, I was just so lucky. At like every turn, I was just crazy, crazy lucky. Had you had the double hemorrhage by that point? No. So that was just one. Christ. And then, then you they have said another one. Well, yeah. So that was it. So then they were they they we did the operation, da da da. But there so was. So what is the operation that they would do? So with this one, they did um, a non-invasive one. So they go through your femur artery and they go all the way around your heart and into your brain and they plug it with little wires. And so. Because if you imagine that when your brain is being formed, I was born with a weakness, which you can never detect. And as your brain goes into the two sides, that weakness is reflected on, but mirrored on both sides. So this is basically like a little bit of your vein is just a bit weaker. So as the blood pumps around, it just turns into a bubble. So is that an aneurysm? That's an aneurysm. So you can see that on a scan. Yeah. And then it, and then if you get enough blood pressure going around, so like I've never done, thank God. God, I've never done cocaine because that would have killed me on the spot because um, the amount of blood pressure that goes around you. when you're doing that. Um, and so with that bleed, like 
as it's open, it's just free blood going around and it'll just kill whatever bit but of you the were brain kind the of blood lucky to be alive well yeah had you been in the wrong place completely at the wrong time completely. on a beach in thailand and my brain was yeah smart what it did was so when you've got um when there's a bit of your brain that doesn't get any blood to it 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 dies it's gone but what my brain did then was find another way around. And then it just kept running. I'm still getting a lot of bl- free blood in the body, which like your body is not used to and doesn't really like. But so what they did is they filled that. When you that, say free blood. Like loose, like, just blood, not in a vein. <laughs> so just in internal your brain. Internal bleeding. Internal bleeding, yeah, you still in your get brain. It. No, 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 as in that's what happens. Oh, right, that's okay, what right. was happening. Okay, fine. Go, right. And then, um, and so then that little bit, they fill with, with wires so that the blood can continue going around on its normal course and doesn't just keep escaping. So that was the first procedure. Um, and then they were like, you've got another one on the other side. It's too small to operate on, just keep an eye on it. And then two years later, I'm doing a play on Broadway. Oh, and um, I, I'm on the last day of my SAG medical. So I went, because I was getting bi-annual scans at that point, or like every six Private months health. or something. Um, SAG medical is... SAG, SAG medical you have is... medical insurance. Yeah, right. It's just yeah. insurance. Yeah, 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 yeah medical yeah. insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went in and they um, uh, they were like, you need to operate on this now. It's actually doubled in size since your last scan. So I was like, oh, I don't really want to, but okay. Got um, Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just finished the play. Okay. So I was like, what am I going to do next? And was just beginning to feel a little bit stronger from the first one. Um, and they were like, we'll just do the same procedure. So to prevent it from ever, you, we'll, we'll put the wires in so that it like strengthens that little vulnerable it bubble like that could really burst. sounds like a really petrifying um, operation. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, fine, but I'll be round in two hours. And they made it all cushy and it was all cool. And then when I come round, uh, they've brought me round because the wires got stuck and it was a bigger bleed than the last time. And they were like, the only way that we're going to save you is if we cut your head open and do it the old-fashioned way, which is clamping it. So that's when they cut your head open. I'm so sorry, listeners. No. Um, cut your head open and um, take out a bit of your skull and then they go in and then that little balloon, they just get a clamp and just clamp it at there. So that's sturdy as anything. Like the copper's So you've still got the balloon in there, but so, it's clamped? Well, no, because they're ruptured. And they're, oh, then they, okay, just, and then they pop Probably up. all gone now, somewhere oh, right. in my brain. Um, but they, then they clamp it. But then what you're recovering from is you're recovering from open brain surgery as well as the bleed and then I'd like died for a minute and they were they told my parents I was not going to make it and then they told my parents I was going to be permanently paralyzed and then this is all happening in like an eight nine ten hour operation you were supposed to just go in for a, a procedure yeah and it because it sometimes goes wrong sometimes and this was but obviously just a bit too what was small. the repercussions once you woke up once I woke up it was it was just like both times waking up after that kind of surgery both times i in the beginning, you really can't move. So, like, my peripheral... My vision was just, like, what I could see here. And you can only... It's this mad thing. You, I've got such a sense of memory of both times coming around and being, like... You're aware of the noises first, but you've never been in the room before and you have no idea what's happened. You've no idea what's going on. You're trying to like, piece everything together and work it all out. And then um, the main thing that happens when you've had that kind of surgery is the first week and a half, you're just sick to your stomach. And all you want is water, but then you throw it up immediately. So it's this like this parched thirst thing that you and it's because you've had all of the thing, the The tubes down your throat and all that stuff. So the second one, it took me a really long time to kind of get my 
self together was with the first one because it wasn't such an invasive thing I think it was I was in I was aware of how much pain I was in and I was aware of all of that kind of stuff but that happened quicker than the with the second one where I kind of just felt like out of it the entire time was it very I mean did people talk about it at the time because I've only heard about this recently well no so I kept it silent yeah until eight months ago so how does how did it impact on did, did did you have to delay going back to Game of Thrones? Because no, so that was the thing because I didn't with the first one I couldn't let them know what had happened until they until they knew I wasn't going to die. So it took them three weeks. It took us three weeks to Bloody be like, hell. sorry for not answering the old emails. I've just been a bit um, ill. I'm fine, by the way. Everything's great. I'm totally fine. I'm going to be back to work. Nothing's wrong with me. It's all good. Because I just was and consistently so scared of being fired for whatever reason. So I was just like, no, I know. But that was just that. I mean, that was me more than I had no idea how well taken care of I was. So you set up the charity recently. Well, you launched it this year. We launched it. Yeah, we launched it eight months ago. And from the first one, I was like, I have to. I've I've, like my life has been saved. I've got to give back. I have to give back and was just going to get like a sofa for the family room because the family room like my parents would never complain but like they looked in pain all the time um and then I was like oh no what can I do for the nurses how can I give back that way and we were trying to figure it out and every time I'd think about it I was like no we can't just get you know obviously we sent them nice things but like I wanted to actually do something significant and then when the second one happened I was just like I'm meant to be here and so I need to like do something with this like this is ridiculous that I'm still alive and here and I'm here because of all these amazing people so then we started brainstorming as to what it could be and then I wasn't going to tell my story because I would go in and out of like I'd be doing press and then I'd suddenly go Amelia imagine you're telling your story right now and it freaked me out and I just felt not ready because I kept it secret from everyone for so long and I was so scared and I was so ashamed and I was so all of those things and then um because it was my my mum who's kind of created this with me Oh, great. Amazing businesswoman. Amazing having your mum. She also, they always said it was genetic. And then January after my dad died, so it was 2017, she woke up with vertigo and um, they thought she was having a stroke. So they took her into the hospital and then it, they did a brain scan and saw that she had an aneurysm and it hadn't ruptured. So she had to have the preventative procedure that went amazingly and all good. Um, and then we just slowly but surely worked out what, what it is that we wanted to do. And then we tried to figure out how we could do it without telling my story. And then I was like, well, no one would care. So I have to do it. And we've got to do it. And then as soon as I did, it was like, oh, wow, that's actually a real weight off. Because mm. I'd get interviewed all the time. And they'd be like, what's happened to you in your life? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I've just been doing this TV show. Like, that's it. There's nothing I can speak to. Um, and so then getting to say it was kind of liberating and frightening. How did you choose to say it? Like, so I did a piece in the New Yorker because I didn't want a big song and dance. I basically was just like, people are going to be like, oh, celebrity sob story, like we care. But then they ended up with pictures of you in hospital in the mail online. I know. Well, that was something that I, I put that picture of myself up because I was like, this picture is going to like just address the problem Mm. even more. And they see me standing there looking all capable, done having done all the stuff that I've done. And then it so becomes kind clickbaity of, and, and yeah, not, exactly. but, but, but then more people read about it. Yeah, so. no, exactly. So like, that's fine. You want to read about the the thing that happened to me, and therefore reading about the charity and how they can help, then that'd be really good. So how does the charity help? Is it just um, is it? So the charity itself is a grant giving charity. What's it called? First of all, same you, same you, same you dot org. There you go, listeners. Good. Yeah, good. Um, so we are essentially a grant giving body. So 
people will come and say we we need money to do this and we will the board never will get together and decide yes that's something and then we will oversee that project and make sure that it's all who, who do you think was most significant in your recovery my recovery i mean besides your parents yeah i was yeah um significant in my recovery this is going to sound real naff get ready for it ladies and gentlemen genuinely the most significant person in my recovery was mother of dragons she was the actual oh, really? thing that got me out of bed every day yeah okay. fully so the show like you've got to be on st- imagine if it happened to you and you've got to be on stage guess what you're probably getting on stage you've got like it's do you know what i mean it's your it, it's your it's your identity it's a thing that yeah. that you get to not sit there and go oh my god i feel really awful and you go yeah complete escapism exactly so it turned into that i think genuinely that the show was absolutely the thing that just like saved me because it distracted me it got me back to work yes I was exhausted yes I still had this crazy amount of fatigue and like mad anxiety I thought I was going to die all the time and couldn't tell anyone I was feeling a bit kind of so then then because I wasn't saying to anyone it became this thing of like well then she's my character is the thing that's gonna so then every job that I did I would kind of just funnel it all into there and not really look at it at all and just kind of was aware that I was going to do a charity later on and was going to try and help and bring it back. And Do you think maybe that's why you work so hard as well? Is it like, is, yeah. it, is it a way of kind of dealing and coping with this fact that you've had these pretty... Yeah, I mean, I've, things happen? I've always... Because my dad was in the crew, the thing that he, like, instilled in me was professionalism. And, like, you turn up on time and you're not a dick... <laughs> And you know your lines, and you are nice to everyone. Make your marks. Like it's do your marks. Do your marks. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like it's just really simple, and that's like just just be a professional. Like at all turns, just be a professional because then you can't go wrong. Like no matter how well you've done in that scene or whatever, like you can just 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 be nice. Just be like a good person. And so, regardless of the brain hemorrhages, I would have always put my everything into it. But I definitely think that I probably did it with much more ferocity like I genuinely was more worried about getting fired than I was about um dying you know what I mean because you do because it's that's like a rational thing you can think about like when you're early 20s and you've got to consider your own mortality I just Mm. didn't my dad died and then I was like oh death right yeah how old was your dad when he died 69 it's just too young yeah too young she said he's 68 yeah no my mom's 70 like it's Yeah. yeah it's it's it was too it was just way too young but that made me think about death more Mm. than being close to it and having you know but yeah been very close to it thank you it was it isn't cat's vomit it's actually anchovy (gasps) emulsion my favorite okay great i love anchovy but it does look a bit like cat's day I don't know. Oh. Put them in a bowl. Do you want me to do them? Sorry. Yeah, only because I want to serve up the monkey. All right. Do you like monkey? Do you like monkey? Yes! Okay, the good. king oh, of the fishes! That monkfish is so good. Is it? That is so good. You're so sweet. No, I'm no, no, no. I'm not being sweet. I'm being completely honest. Mm mm. That is delicious. Mm. So, okay, so you, you listen to this podcast. You know mm-hmm. what the questions are. Last Supper. Let's go. I know, this is... So this is a question that I ask myself, people around me, like, all the time. Fine. And so it changes all the time. And that's fine. Right. It would begin definitely with oysters. I've decided. From anywhere in particular. 
Um, I don't know. Just really good, juicy, yummy oysters. That doesn't have so much of a memory attached to it, but um, with some like epic bread and butter. And the oysters need to have the red wine, shallot, vinaigrette and loads of lemon. Um, So it'd be that. And then the rest of my whole meal is basically just dad stuff. Because I was like, if I could have a meal from anywhere, I'd just want my dad's cooking back. And then there's so many to choose from that I was really trying to figure out what it was. But if I were to be doing this last meal in like Christmas time, Mm -hmm. then I think it wouldn't be his club sandwich. It wouldn't be his amazing macaroni cheese that I used to have mature cheddar and like thick cut smoky bacon and Parmesan and like it was next level. It wouldn't be that. It would be, um, he used to make this beef stew with orange that was like mental. Mm. It was so good with his um, sweet potato mash alongside it. And then he would always just grill veggies just like char grilled kind of veggies um and then he made this it would be a the dessert would be a toss-up between a crumble with thick custard i would probably need apple and i'd need that crumble to be barely cooked i mean some chewy bits on the top and then basically like raw as you get closer to the fruit but would you do a mixture apple and plum or is it just apple i think classic or maybe apple and blackberry because he used to have that as a kid quite a lot but then my dad it would either be that or it would be my dad used to make poached red wine pears with his homemade amaretto ice cream oh wow oh my god and little amaretto biscuits it is the yummiest thing so he'd always make it look really pretty on the plate and then you've just got syrup red wine syrup and then the poached pear and then loads of um homemade amaretto ice cream amaretto just the broken up amaretto biscuits the the ice cream oh the booze and it makes it really soft Mm. so it's really 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 good um and then to drink do you have his recipes i've got them in my head yeah because he used to no no he used to his famous thing he used to do all the time that i definitely can't do myself um is just his white wine um ginger garlic lemon chicken marinated chicken but you marinate it for like a day and then you just grill it and then we would and then the next morning that sauce that was in it would turn as jelly and you'd have that on bread. It was so good. You'd have the jelly, it was the so chicken good. jelly on yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could just have like a spoonful of the jelly. And oh, it would wow. just like go with all of this amazing stuff. So that is, but I mean, there's a million other meals that I'm not of saying. Course. That yeah, like it would. And, and would it be bubbles with it? Well, so that's the thing. It would definitely, the oysters need the champagne. But then I think, I think with that meal, oh no, what am I kidding yet? Yeah, it'd be champagne the whole way through. But then finishing off with a dessert wine. And then some like, chocolates like you know how you do in posh restaurants and you've got the kind of petty fours exactly Mm. so you can like round it off so do you host a lot Mm -hmm. when you have time Mm -hmm. so like what was the last dinner party that you did and what Um, did you cook i can't remember what was the last thing i cooked what did you have the last thing the last hosting i've done a lot is just like parties like oh. parties, parties, and like what are the drinks? Dirty okay. House parties. okay, so what? Oh my god, does that still happen? Yeah, oh, I like because I, I really love my house and it's really easy. And like the last one that we did, but don't people wreck it? Isn't that point not to have a house party? They've always been all right. Okay, fine. I do also have a little kind of bar area in my house. Oh, so you can make things really easily. There's a there's a. Yeah. Beer thing. Yeah. Oh my god, you have like a pub in your yeah in my house. Is that? But you're not. You can only drink one drink, so you just like to entertain. I for really other people. like to entertain for other people. But one of them is beer, and the other one is prosecco. 
Oh, on wow. <laughs> yes. But then it was me really didn't take me long for me to realize that the Prosecco had run out. And then everyone was like, oh, I want to get that Prosecco on tap. And I was like, oh, shit, I should probably refill that one because I was being more concerned about like. And then I had an IPA on that was 16%. And I didn't realise, because I don't really drink beer. I always, when everyone's, whenever I'm in the pub and people are drinking beer, because for a million different reasons I don't really drink it, I'll always have sips of theirs. So I end up drinking other people's, I'm a nightmare, I end up drinking <laughs> other people's drinks. Because like as soon as someone's got a glass of beer in their hand, I'm like, I've got to have it. I've Do you like the it. taste of it? I love it. I absolutely it's love full it. Full of bloody gluten. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm like, one glug and then I'm done and then I'll carry on with my shit. You know what? You've just given me like a proper movie star thing and I really appreciate that because oh. I like that you've got a pub in your house it's so oh, no, I, i'd like to say it's cocktail bar sorry what is it what did you call it it was my shed and then i turned it into a bar so it's at the back of your garden yeah at the end of your garden it's oh my god because i was like i don't need a shed i mean i've got barely i've got a courtyard garden it's got like trees in it and but there's but that's it so how many and how many so, people can this shed fit not very many okay but you we ram it and then i made it glass everywhere so i wanted it to look like a great gatsby bar Basically, everywhere in my house, is just, everything's always a bit, it's a bit weird. Like you sort of don't know what you're going to get around the corner. Because I had, I didn't buy my own house for ages and ages. Like, I've only been living in this house for about a year and a half. Because um, I kind of just, you know, sorted other, made sure everyone was good before mm. I, uh, and so I'd had all of this time to dream up what I wanted to look like. And I love interior design. Like, I love it. Oh, do you want to do mine, so Amelia? I'm fucking much. sick of it. But I like doing all of the, like, everything's a little bit weird and a bit magical. So there's, um, yeah, so in the bar, it's, like, it's bright pink. And there's these, like, mirrored tiles everywhere. And this kind of like a speakeasy sort of vibe. And so there's Prosecco on tap and beer on tap. And, um, and then all these bonkers glasses. And it turns into a piece. Everyone comes round and you, like... And you're all crumbling in there and there's, like, no room because it's really, really tiny. And it just gets a vibe going. And what's what on mean? the playlist? What's on the playlist? Um, Do you play there's music? There's a lot of grime. When, oh. it, when, it's, when it's my like hardcore friends from... Because you know what I mean? You're in a circle, mates. Um, and this last party that I had, we basically waited for everyone to leave. And then we just got on their decks and like put on just just grime. Just like, <laughs> dirty grime and like raved like mad. If I had a bar in the house, like, I'd be in there every night. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't get you out. <laughs> but if I'd live the- there... I'd- <laughs> Mum, we've got a shed in the garden. Do I you know, want to make it into it? a bar now. <laughs> That is amazing. Okay, so mum may have fluffed the uh, pudding a bit. <gasps> no, actually, I think she has fluffed it, so we may have to get your chocolates out. We basically made a chocolate cake that was dairy-free. Oh, my I God. I thought you were dairy-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I am. forgot about the gluten yeah. part. So, so basically, it's got gluten in it, so you do not have to have it. So God love you. We fucked up, basically. Sorry. So it's there. Mm. You can look at it. You can smell it. Let, we can chuck into one of your chocolates, and we've Maybe. got some raspberries. And Perfect. I'm so sorry. And we've got, we've got dairy-free ice cream, your Swedish glass. We do have dairy-free oh ice cream. God. If you'd like some, but you do not have to. If, Thank you so much. If you've like, you know, this is like... Oh, is it my fault? It's my fault. It's so okay. long to... It's I'm, our I don't fault. normally take this long to eat. No, it's because I've been asking you okay. a lot of questions. Okay. Like, absolutely <laughs> don't worry. I just, yeah, I'm also the fastest eater in the world. Amelia Clark. Yes. I can't quite believe that you're in my um, house, but you've come, well, my mum's house, you've come <laughs> over for the chicken soup. Yes. You've chatted. You've been so lovely. Oh, Eating matzibles. Eating matzibles. I'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> and now you get a tea towel. Oh, yes, so there you the go. tea towel. There you go. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Gorgeous. Thank I'm, you. I'm going to slide into your DMs more often now. Yeah, girl. 
I knew I'd love her. Mother of Dragons. Oh, please, Mum, you don't know who Daenerys. Oh, there we go. I'm going to watch it now because now I've met her. She's lovely. She is lovely. I want to see the film. She's a sweet, tiny little thing. I've, I like. I thought she was going to be taller than me because she was a mother of dragons, and she was. Do you think she's taller than Kylie Minogue? I don't know. She was very little and like beautiful and sweet and and generous. Bought the best. Presents. Oh my god! Take note, guests. <laughs> wow, like champagne and champagne. really posh chocolates. Delightful, sweet, lovely person. I I can't even imagine what that was like to have two brain hemorrhages, aneurysms. But yeah, brave, lovely, generous, sweet, down to earth, everything that I expected and more. Is she going to be your friend, Jess? I like to think so. I'd like to get invited to one of those shed parties. I would, yeah, so would I. I'm thinking now. You'd be the one that clear out the tap. Darling, I'm thinking of now converting the shed and having Primitivo on tap. Oh my God, imagine. Where's mum? Oh, she's in the shed again with a Primitivo. <laughs> Thank you, Amelia Clark, and thank you to everyone that's listened to this series. We love doing the series. Do we love it, Mum? I do. I'm loving it more and more. Oh, really? I'm revving up for the big tour, darling. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and a good holiday and some rest. We will be back in the new year sooner than you may think. Uh, We are taking a bit less of a break this time because sod it, we're having such a good time. Um, But happy Christmas. Have a lovely rest and... um, See you in 2020. See you in 2020. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.